era begins again. And what's up all you hooligans? Welcome to this edition of Biker News over on Biker Angle. Don't forget hooliganbiker.com for all my personal editorials happening in the scene. Today it looks like Harley Davidson finally got some common sense. Hopefully this new model that we're going to be talking about uh, attracts a younger crowd. It is actually a good move on their part. <laughs> they haven't made the best moves uh, there is when it comes to uh, motorcycles, but I know they need to bring in the other younger generation. So we'll take a look at that. Also, we're going to be talking about what is Strike Force Raptor. Yes, Strike Force Raptor. This is a task force that goes after supposed outlaw bikers. So let's get into these stories today. Okay, as everyone knows, Harley Davidson sales have not been so good. I believe they actually peaked in 2014, and five years later, it has gone downward. And we're not <laughs> that in the stock prices, man. It's really going. Don't invest than Harley because you know what I do a lot of investing and Harley Davidson isn't one of them anyway this is by the speed sports staff and Harley Davidson increases AFT production twins uh, support and personally I think this flat tracker is pretty cool man uh, you know it's a design for actually the younger crowd and I get I think it gives a better alternative to just a regular sportster design you know, although, you know, Sportsters have been around forever and it's a great starter bike. I had many of them. I love a Sportster for around town because you just zip around and in between cars. But uh, this one right here has an actual possibility, I believe, to make the younger generation start looking into it. Uh, the article goes on uh, to say Daytona Beach, Florida, which, by the way, who's heading down to Daytona Beach, man? Let me know in the comments section who's going up uh, there this uh, year Harley Davidson is increasing its support of American Flat Tracks AFT production twin class for the first time authorized Harley D Davidson dealerships will now have the race proven XG 750R available for purchase. One thing that does confuse me, why are they only doing authorized Harley-Davidson dealerships when they should roll it out to the entire dealership line? Because, you know, what are they going to do? Put it down in Cali or they're going to put it down in Florida, the warm uh, states? I don't get that because right now they need all kinds of sales that they can get. Ensuring that more competitors will field these race-winning machines during the upcoming American Flat Track season. As everyone knows who follows Flat Track, Indian is just killing Harley, man. Killing them. Uh, that's one thing that I am happy about, though, is that Flat Track is actually making a resurgence. You know, the other sport I really hope starts making a resurgence is hill climbs. 1990s, I loved going to hill climbs, especially the weekend parties that were there. Great events. Uh, anyway, to support the racing efforts of Harley-Davidson mounted riders in the class, the Milwaukee-based Marquis has also posted a $250,000 contingency package. Quote, 
as we celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Harley-Davidson XR750 next season. This expanded pledge of support shows our lasting commitment to the sport of flat track, said John Beckafee, GM of brand marketing for Harley-Davidson. <laughs> They're going to need all the help they can with Indian, man. Indians just flying by them. Harley-Davidson dealerships fielding the XG750R will provide provide an opportunity for our community to rally behind this great American sport. Well, you know, hopefully uh, new riders start getting into flat track, man. That used to be the theme in the day. And actually, those people who asked the question about motorcycle clubs and how they came about, it's right here, right in front of you. They used to be race teams. And how it started breaking away from the AMA, no matter what you think AMA, now let me put that out there. AMA is a pretty damn good organization. You become a member, you get all kinds of benefits. They do a lot of biker rights stuff. You know, maybe not the rights that we appreciate. They are for limiting exhaust uh, noise and all that stuff, but they do give you a lot of awards with uh, AMA. I, you know, personally, I like the organization, but you'd have a lot of other guys that support clubs that don't, but you got to give it to them, and they kept flat track alive, and it would would be nice to see uh, a lot more kids get into the sport, man. I know there's, uh, you know, motocross and stuff, which I love motocross, especially at the Los Angeles Coliseum where they go down that big ass bank. But you know, it would be great to see him get in the actual flat track. Harley Davidson has been synonymous with flat track racing since the inception of the sport throughout the golden era of pro flat track. Powerhouse Harley-Davidson dealerships from around the country scored hundreds of wins aboard the legendary XR750. Moments of brilliance during the 2019 AFM or AFT production twin season harken back to that golden air. As Dalton Gother and James Rispoli made uh, consistent podium appearances and scored two wins aboard a privateer XG750R backed by Black Hills Harley-Davidson. Davidson. What do you guys think about flat track, man? You think this sport should get back into the golden age? I really do. And I think a lot of people that are riders, man, need to get to these events, pack these freaking uh, racetracks. You know, that's just like around my area. You know, it's not uh, flat track racing, but I'm a huge supporter of the racetracks. You know, you go there, you party, and you know, I love, well, I'm into auto stuff too. You know, auto racing but I'm a big supporter of auto racing. Uh, so we need to get uh, back to the golden air and flat track. With $7,500 awarded to XG750R riders for each AFT production twins race wins, plus a $25,000 championship bonus on the line, the contingency package offered by Harley-Davidson is sure to heat up the on-track action next season. A total of 15000 will be up for grabs to the XG750R riders at 
each AFT production twins round. Quote, we are delighted with this latest initiative from Harley Davidson, said Michael Locke, CEO of American Flat Track. This represents the latest in a long line of Harley Davidson investment in our sport, and it opens up a great opportunity for dealer teams and aspiring riders to challenge in our rapidly growing sport. But personally, I think, you know, a street version of this is going to bring in these kids, man. You know, they really screwed up on the Buell because that was a popular one with bringing in the younger generation. I have no idea why they decided to get rid of that. But that was a, you know, catastrophic mistake, especially during a time period when you had a lot of kids interested in the, the Buell. But let's hope they get a great, uh, you know, uh, street model for this. I know Indian's already in the works with this. I don't know if it's on sale. Let me know in the comment section if that. But let's go over and let's learn about Strike Force Raptor. Now, Strike Force Raptor, this is a squad of cops that really uh, are always up the butts of uh, motorcycle clubs in Australia. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it's happening in Australia you really don't think it's happening here but if you look down in Texas you can see how bad the cops are getting could you imagine that you know if they try to mirror what Australia is doing with Strike Force Raptor how bad it really can get with motorcycle uh, club profiling anyway this article is out of 7news.com Australia Duncan McNabb writ this freaking video or not video this freaking uh, story and he goes on to say on the afternoon of Sunday March 22nd 2009 a group of blinged buff and tattooed outlaw bikers stepped off QF 430 from Melbourne to Sydney quote come on boys let's go one shouted what followed was uh, what followed was a witness describing as a Roman ball of mayhem as bikers from the Hells Angels and Common Charles brought their way through the airport. Families uh, dive for cover. That wasn't uh, the best place. You know, that's one thing I don't understand. Yeah, you, you know, some clubs might not like each other, but do the business away from the public because it could bring on this type of scrutiny. And look what happened. They started up uh, Strike Force Raptor. Uh, bombing and toys run, you know, we're just going to skim the article here. In the lead up to the melee, the image of outlaw bikers as rogues who may have gotten into a bit of a strife, but overall weren't too bad, was tarnishing. Goodwill from toy runs from children's charities was overwhelmed by drive-by shootings, beatings, and exposure of their deep involvement in drugs and weapons tra uh, trafficking. Now, if you look at Australia, you'll see, you know, the 70s, 80s here in the United States, but the the bikers over, or bikies as they're called over there, take it to a whole different level, man. You got gangsters over in Australia. That's just easy way to put it a lot of these guys are hardcore gangsters over there and uh, they brought a lot on themselves and anyway uh february 2009 sydney's inner west was turned into a war zone when a bomb exploded outside the hell's angels clubhouse on crystal street peter sham an article i got coming up on 
HooliganBiker.com, I actually get into why motorcycle clubs go to war with each other, and you might be surprised with some of the stuff I put out there, and others are going to be pretty uh, crabby with uh, some of my uh, ways of putting it out there, but I tried to be as straight as I could on it. Uh, it was just plain luck that no one was killed or injured by the flying glass or masonry. The airport attack a few weeks later was the last straw. The bikers had made themselves public enemy number one. And uh, sometimes the clubs do it to themselves again. Uh, you, you know, you get into the, you know, the fighting, and then if, especially if civilians are around, there's going to be action on uh, the cops' part. You know, just look at Waco, man. There was families in uh, Twin Peaks and all that type of stuff, and that kind of stuff broke loose. And, you know, some clubs wonder why now that the cops are like they are because they don't want to see that happen again. Anyway, enter the biker's nemesis, the oddly named Strike Force Raptor. In the decades it's been operating in New South Wales, Raptor has had a major impact on police and the outlaw gangs and on the gangs themselves. Detective Chief uh, Inspector David Adney heads Raptor. He spoke exclusively to this uh, reporter. Quote, Raptor is a high-profile, high-impact, proactive unit, meaning, yeah, they're out there trying to get you. From the outset, we sent a clear message to the outlaw motorcycle gangs, or OMCGs. Their violence, particularly in public on the streets and threats, were not going to be tolerated. Public safety is paramount. Now, you know what? Public safety, security, that's what citizens want, not only in Australia, but they also want it here in the United States. So, you know, shouldn't that be a wake-up tool, you know, a wake-up call for, you know, the clubs here in the United States to say, you know what, maybe we should take this care of this business somewhere else, not in the public eye, not on uh, CCTV cameras at a gas station any of that type of stuff man because all you're doing is bringing the heat down on you uh, quote our task was supported by the government through a range of legislation introduced after consulting with us yeah it's never going to end good guys when the cops are the ones pushing the legislation your freedoms just start going down and down and down and down Raptor got the tools it needed like anti-consorting laws and firearms prohibition orders to succeed. By the way, a landmark case in the United States Supreme Court on the Second Amendment, uh, I believe it's the New York uh, Gun Rights Organization going against uh, New York, and actually New York tried to change the law so it wouldn't get to the Supreme Court. So this is the biggest case in 10 years that they're going to be discussing uh, on gun control and guns in the Second Amendment, so be uh, involved in that fight. Anyway, Raptor's approach was creative and diverse, from major crime arrests to disrupting biker enterprises like illegally selling alcohol and running unlawful raffles. That is the first step, man. They're, if you don't got a liquor license, they'll try to get you on that. Then the raffles, they're going to be saying you're gambling, blah, blah, blah. So they start small, work their way up. Police built Raptor as a brand. It's not a police force. It's now a brand like some company uh, to be recognized and marketed. At least they don't hide the fact that that's what they're doing. 
Uh, one early discovery was the prevalence of steroids within the gangs. If you ever seen uh, the guys out in Australia, man, they're buff, man. They beast over there. Uh, they hit the gym. One of their biggest scenes is the gyms, and then you got your tattoo shops. They get into uh, traditional businesses like uh, bikers used to do here in the States. It presented an opportunity for intelligence gathering and creative approach to policing. Uh, yeah, then it goes on a little bit, and then they went into uh, a divide-and-conquer strategy. A desert, uh, disturbing fact of outlaw biker gangs is violent events promote rather than discourage membership. It gives a glimpse inside the minds of aspiring bikers, dampening enthusiasm for joining and sowing discord and membership was part of the strategy. Sound familiar? A lot of Leos here, man, they send in the infiltrators just to sow discord among the membership and then the divide and conquer works. Uh, previously, they ridden around in their colors or gathered in clubhouse with impunity. That has stopped. Well, Australia don't have the First Amendment, and that's why our Bill of Rights are so damn important and why people need to make sure they keep up on that is because something like this can really happen. You got the far left here trying to make our gun laws like Australia. They're actually modeling our gun. They want gun laws after Australia. Uh, quote, we want them to weigh up their options. As, is it really worth staying on as part of a gang? We've closed down their clubhouses and arrested, charged, convicted thousands of OMCG members and their associates. Raptor uses consequence-based policing with the gang members. Their actions bring intense police focus on the whole gang, not just the individual. Yeah, see where this is, could be going here in the States, man? If the cops over here ever freaking adopted a strategy like this, they're going to skirt the Bill of Rights. You know, they're going to take it all the way to the line where it don't go and affect uh, the rights of the people. But you see that in the Mongols case right now. Uh, communication is key, they said. They could readily cross borders. Police have had jurisdictional issues that has changed and then they go into uh, a national pro uh, problem task force morpheus they've been watching too much of that uh, what is it matrix is the national anti-biker task force it's made up of law enforcement organizations from around australia Targets high-risk OMCGs. Morpheus reports that between 2015 and 2018, over 7,500 members, nominees, and associates were arrested and over 18,000 charges laid. Uh, then it goes in the bikers behind bars. It extends its reach to prisons. We share criminal intelligence with the services, which basically happens here in the United States. So, you know, through this article, you can see how bad it really could get, man. It, you know, it, it, it's crazy. You know, it's Strike Force Raptor, and boy, do we have to watch out over here in the States. You know, a lot of people say this can't happen over here, but you're already seeing the seeds being planted with what's going on in Texas, you California. Uh, it's not so bad here in Illinois, but it still happens, uh, and it happens a lot in Florida. You actually had a couple years ago where one of the police uh, task force down there 
actually compared clubs to terrorist organizations. Yeah, this happened down right outside of Daytona. It was a task force. And you know what? I really think they're starting to look towards Australia, get some of their policing techniques and trying to bring it here to the States. I know in Europe, it's you got people being banned all over the place. So, you know, it's really up to the clubs to try to curtail what's going on in the public eye try to get along which you know i explain in this article coming up again why clubs go to war i don't believe it's gonna happen and some of the things i actually don't disagree with why do some of these clubs do what they do but again you'll have to read that uh, story on hooliganbiker.com it comes out on wednesday at eight o'clock in the morning don't forget to share you know share that share uh these videos and stuff and uh, show your support, man. That would be great. Don't forget to like the video, all that blah, blah. Because over on our YouTube prep platform, man, you know, you put these things up, boom, they're demonetized in a heartbeat, man. You know, and <laughs> that goes to show you just the way things are uh, working in the cyber uh, community. But let me know your thoughts in the, the description below and all that kind of stuff with the show notes. Appreciate it. Catch you guys next time.